This is Peak Too Early, presented by SAV Racing, featuring Mike Gendron, Trent Fontanella, and Steve Gendron. In the world, peak too early. I am one of your hosts, Steve Jenner, and I'm joined by Mike Jenner, who's somewhere off the coast of Connecticut. Mike, how you doing? Even good. It, I got to be honest. It's nice to hear the proper cadence at the top of this show. Uh, you know, I don't know how do, how do you feel about me? I you get what I was trying to say though. Like I didn't. It felt awkward. It felt weird trying to do your intro. But I also didn't want to completely change the intro. So, I, you know, I just I felt like changing the cadence made people aware that, you know, you weren't starting us off the top of the show. I'm not trying to mimic you. I'm not trying to be you. But I also I wanted to give some familiarity, some consistency. So that's all we were trying to do. You got to do the intro no matter what. And I thought you did a fine job, Mike. You got to bring the energy at the top of the show. The energy true. at the top it's, of the that, show. That's true. It sets the tone for the show. And and if you don't start off with the with the high level of energy, you can't expect it to carry that throughout the the entire show. So that's my only critique: is you did fine, you just got to bring the energy. So you will be happy that you know, and maybe it was slightly mocking. I don't know. You couldn't hear it in the recording, but I did at the very least give the uh, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go that you always give right before we start the the recording. So I I kept that going for you at least. Trent is not with us from the House of Sav. It is just the Gendron brothers on tonight's episode, but that's okay. We got some to talk about. We got, we just got a lot going on in the peak too early world going on this weekend and beyond. Me, um, I am exhausted. I am heading into probably the craziest, the single craziest weekend of my life, and I feel very confident saying that. Um, as we've talked about many times on this podcast, I am the race director of a five-mile road race held every March at Owen Ollie's in Drake, Massachusetts, the Irish Clover five-miler. If you haven't signed up, it's too late to sign up online, and we will see you on race day on Saturday morning to sign up in person. Um, but that is coming together, and uh, I've just been kind of pulling the pieces together for that. Um, it is – I don't know what's going on, but I think the post-COVID world has – race registration numbers down across the board so we're struggling to kind of make ends meet with this race but it's going to be a fun race no matter what I mean that's kind of why you do it I was talking to somebody today and I was just saying you know you don't you get into you get into race directing or you direct a race because you love doing it and you love seeing an event come together on race day and that's why I do it right I mean so you know you kind of you kind of figure it out um, but the other thing is we've been kind of getting hit with some, some weather and it looks like we got a nor'easter rolling through on Saturday. So we're only going to see the tough new England runners out there on race day. So it is what it is. We're, we're, we're kind of pulling it together. Um, Mike and I were just texting with, uh, like true diehard two crew member, like Dave, he he's in the pantheon of like the day one diehard you know, two crew riders, uh, Buffalo, Brian is coming down and, you know, those folks up in Buffalo, Mike, they're, they're no stranger to a little, little weather. He, he's not even going to be phased. You know, he's going to be probably, you know, three Labats and two Miller lights deep before, you know, the party even gets rolling, um, at that post-race party, but man, it is, it is draining doing this. So 
I was going to say, obviously, for financial reasons for you. And like you said, for wanting to see the race come together, the weather is not ideal, right? Because there are going to be a certain percentage of people who decide not to to, uh, pin the number on based on the weather. But for you personally and the type of runner you are, and, it, you know, the irony of Buffalo Brian coming down to Drake at Mass to run the race, it is like it, the weather being the way it is does in some ways feel right. So I, I hope that's not like, you know, I know that's not going to make you feel like 100% better, but I hope that there's a, at least a little sliver there. Where it's like there's a small part of you that feels like that's the way it's supposed to be. This is going to be, this is going to be, <laughs> from a race director standpoint, Saturday's race is going to be uh, no forward passes, just straight run the ball up the middle. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. That's perfect. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's, there's only a couple people laughing at that reference, I'm sure, but uh, it's, it's a good one. Pound so, the ball up the middle, baby. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and you know, I'm not going to get too deep into this, but because – you know, the way that this podcast evolved, and we had talked about this on what what episode was it? 135, Mike. What was the what was the one we did in November? The the message to the two crew. Yeah, let me see here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that feels right. It was about 15, 20. Uh, let me let me get the exact number here. Let me get the exact number. So it would have been it would have been a message to the two crew, episode one thirty-two. So if you haven't listened to uh, that episode 132, I highly encourage you to go back and listen to it. But, you know, the way I think where this podcast has landed and the way that we're happy with it is we are, we are speaking to our friends and we kind of give little up life updates about what's going on in our lives. And I didn't tell Mike that I was going to talk about this, but I'm going to, I'm not going to spend too much time talking about it, but I'm going to bring it up because it's important and it's probably going to be it's going to impact the podcast and the podcast, like we said in 132, is not going away, but it's going to impact <laughs> our lives and it is going to impact availability. It's going to impact the, the cadence and structure of when these podcasts come out. But um, on Monday, my wife and I are welcoming two foster children, two very young foster children to our home. Um, it is something that has been many many years in the making and it's something that we've thought long and hard about it's in a lot of ways it's been our, our our life mission to do this and it's it's happening on monday so we got this race coming together on saturday and uh years of work coming together uh to to have this big big just kind of momentous life change on happen uh, you know happening on monday it is just my world is is being completely shook up and spun around and I can't even like see, I'm very excited. I'm very happy for everything that's happening, but I can't even see straight. So it is, it is, it is pure and utter chaos over here at 56 Weatherby at the Jenner household. Well, yeah. And I think Steve, there's no, uh, you know, obviously the last month or so it's been a lot of two person podcasts and figure it out. And, you know, you had to miss a couple in a row, which is never something that ever happens with you. And I think what you just shared is a little bit of insight into why that's the case. And so, yeah, I think at times we're going to have to be creative, figure out what we're, we're doing with the podcast, because you're going into, you know, you tease at the beginning, but quite literally the biggest 
weekend probably of your entire life, the busiest weekend of your entire life. Uh, so it might get crazy. But with that said, you're about to head into this insane weekend, and it's Thursday night at 9.30, and here we are recording. So yeah, yeah. Credit, credit, credit to us, I would say, and credit to you. We're getting it done. We're making it yeah, happen. Well, that just, it just speaks to how much I love doing this and how much, how much this podcast means to me, that even though you know, it's crazy and happened, I still want to make time for the two crew. I still want to make time for, for the Peak Too Early podcast. Now, it, it might come – you know, the schedule is going to be a little shaken up, but it's going to happen. I was thinking, Mike – I was trying to think of like an analogy or metaphor for my life right now. And uh, this kind of came to me like minutes before the podcast. And, um, you know, you've played get the, the, the game Guitar Hero before, right? Of course. Of course. Okay. So, you know, you, you get good at Guitar Hero. You start hearing the song, right? And you can kind of like see the, the, you know, as the colors are coming down, you got to hit the buttons and you, you kind of, you kind of catch onto the tune and, and you see the colors coming and you're able to time it out and then you jump up to the next level. Right. And the colors come a little bit faster, but you're able to kind of see it, but it gets to a certain point in the game or at least for, you know, whatever level you're on where you're not seeing the colors coming and you're just kind of playing them as they come. That's kind of my life right now. Right. I love it. Like, like for, for the past, like five years of my life, I've been, I've seen the colors coming. Right. And I can plan it out. I can hit them and I can play on tune. Now, now they're, they're coming. I'm still, you know, I'm still, I'm still in the game. Right. I'm still hitting the buttons. I'm still hitting the colors. Right. But it, they're just, I'm hitting that as they come. Right. And I just, I, there's no foresight. There's no nothing. I can't plan out which way my fingers are going or, or, or which way the, you know, like I said, the colors coming. It's just whatever's, whatever's in front of me, I'm hitting right now. And that's just kind of how it's going. And that's just, that's just kind of how I'm living life over the past couple of months. I love that. There, there's like two uh, very distinct like feelings when you're playing Guitar Hero. I don't know if you're in either one of these yet. I'm sure you'll switch back and forth at different times to these but there's like the out of body experience in guitar hero when you don't see the colors coming and you're just smashing keys and somehow some way you're playing it you, you're like you know above yourself watching you play and somehow you are just crushing every single note there's no explanation for why you're doing it and then there's a complete opposite of that there's the full panic mode when you like miss a couple notes in a row and now you're just like hit smashing the wrong keys by accident and you're just like in complete you know panic mode trying to scramble to find your way to get back on tune you have to like completely take your hand off the guitar so i think you're somewhere in the middle right now i'm you're closer to like, panic than i am the you think so? <laughs> much closer to panic. i'm not full panic but i'm much closer to panic <laughs> Oh, no, that's an unbelievable metaphor. That's an unbelievable metaphor. But but to to put a little, just kind of, I don't want to spend too much time talking about it because I just, I don't want to, you know, but I did want to kind of just, I'm pr- like, I'm, I'm, I'm unbelievably happy and I wanted to kind of talk about it and just kind of talk about like how things might be a little different. But um, at, at the beginning of this podcast, there was a couple, well, not at the beginning, kinda, like we kind of got into a stride a little bit, but there was a couple, like, this has been, a, like I said, a plan for a very long time, but I was actually able to talk to like a couple runners about like what my wife and I are going through right now. The first was, I don't know if you remember Mike, but Andy Beyer, who actually kind oh, yeah. of left the sport to kind of focus on the life of his family. And the second was Ryan Hall. And I actually like, they, they came on the podcast and, you know, 
they kind of, you know, shared what's going on in their life or, you know, in Ryan Hall's, Ryan Hall's instance, like I, I, or, or, you know, interview, like I had, I had read his book. So I knew a lot about his life, but I actually had continued, uh, you know, not, not very long, but I had actually reached out to both those guys after the fact and talked to them about it and be like, Hey, this is like what my wife and I are thinking. And I just thought it was kind of cool that like, you know, this podcast and the relationship that we, that we built has also kind of played a little bit of role in encouraging, you know, where we're at right now and kind of what we're about to go through. So yeah, um, and how, like what, uh, how cool is that for you? Where you were able to kind of connect with somebody who, you know, you know, some, you followed their career their entire life and now sharing a, a similar life experience and kind of being able to pick the brain and talk to somebody who, you know, you've looked up to and it has been a, you know, like a, a, a role model running wise in some ways. And now it's like you had the opportunity to talk to them about a shared life experience, which is, that's, that's pretty cool too. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, yeah, like I said, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to, at least for this podcast, I don't want to talk a ton about it. I just kind of wanted to mention it and say that how Peterelli has played a role in this, in this new, uh, exciting scary um adventure in 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 my life so um it's funny to think that you know where we were when we started this not too long ago (laughs) now 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 we're here so um well what i'm excited for steve is i think it's like a new a brand new chapter of the podcast right because the uh i'm sure a lot of the stories on peak too early will be a little bit different moving forward and maybe more relatable to new to you know some of our audience maybe completely foreign to some of our audience but that's fine but uh i am i'm very interested to see how uh you know your new journey impacts your running and you know the 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 strange uh, approaches you're going to have to take to to making sure you get your runs in and uh yeah i mean i think i think we're we're in for a bit of a wild ride here so i think uh the 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 new genre of stories should be interesting for the podcast for sure. We're about to enter. I mean, I mean, I think our <laughs> we have an awesome niche in this industry and what we're doing. And our niche is like it's great, right? And like we found our niche, we found our people. But our niche is about to become like even nichier. We're about to become <laughs> yeah. like the washed up running bum dad podcast. Except then, for Trent, right? I was about to say, and then mixing Trent, who's <laughs> like, couldn't be at a different stage in his life. He's like living out in the other side of the country, mountain biking and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Where we're like trying to scramble, you know, between changing diapers and going for runs and all this nonsense. So on that note, Steve, I want to I tell you a little something about how, uh, how my dad brain got me. Well, I'm going to blame the dad brain. This is clearly something that could have happened to me before, but uh, I think it was two days ago. I'm out for my, my lunch run, my, my new thing. And there is a um, little path that comes off of the road, a little like bike path almost and goes along the water. And so I was going to take that turn and every, I, you know, do it quite often and when I went to go take today, there's like, you know, sometimes at a bike path, there's those two metal poles and there was a chain dangling from those two metal poles. So I was like startled by it and stopped. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
and just like, you know, did the responsible thing and stepped over it because it snuck up on me. I wasn't trying to do anything crazy on my way back. I decided I was uh, feeling pretty. And take a look. Can, can you see? The, oh God, can't do the phone. Can Can you see this thing? Can you see? The, uh, you can't really see it. it uh, the point of me trying to show you the picture. Send it to the send it to the yeah, chat. Send it to it's a. Uh, it's about ten inches off of the ground, Steve. I mean, we're not talking <laughs> that this is some kind of like, you know, you don't have to be a superhero to get over this thing. And I'm like so excited. I'm like mentally preparing as I'm coming down the the um, the walkway. <laughs> like I'm ready to go after this thing. I got this. I'm still an athlete. I go off, Steve. I hit it with the front foot. Okay, it's not even like I caught it on the back foot. It's not even like I like caught it on like a, a a shoelace or something like that. I caught this with the front foot. I fall. I just sent you the picture. You'll see. I literally spill out onto the road. My phone goes oh. flying. I uh, cut my left elbow and my right shin, which I got to be honest. Like this is some <laughs> like magic, magic loogie type situation. How do you cut your left elbow and your right shin? I like on my the rest of my run home. I was trying to like do like the physics of how that worked out, and it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, so. Yeah, but I'm going to go home, go ahead and say, you know, I was tired from uh, being up with the baby, and that's why I didn't make it over. It has nothing to do with my athletic ability. So, so Mike, I'm looking at this picture right now, and there's no doubt you sh- absolutely should have cleared this. Like, you, you know, oh, you're, sure. you, you 100% should have cleared this. But I'm looking at this, and it is like it's just high enough. It's just high enough for me at this point in my life to not even consider it. Right. Yeah. But I had like 10 out of 10. This is just, if it's, if it's an inch lower, yeah, I'm going for it, but it is just high enough where at this point, you know, my 34 year old body, 10 out of 10 times I'm going around this thing. I'm not, I'm not even considering it. It is like, it's just at that point where it is like, you should clear this, but there's a chance you nick your toe and you're not getting over it. And, and you're going to end up with, with, with scars on both sides of your body because of it. And look how close that is to the road, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, it, I mean, if I am so lucky that there wasn't a car coming, I would have been, I mean, my head was in the middle of the road and I did that <laughs> thing where I just like laid there on my back for a second, just being like, what, what are you doing with your life right now, Mike? And then I, you know, did the classic stand up, look around, tried to see if anybody saw me. Luckily, I think I was, I was pretty much in the clear and I, uh, I walked it off. I walked it off for a solid 45 seconds, maybe, maybe 60 seconds, you know, shook out my leg a little bit and then, uh, really struggled, (laughs) really struggled my way back to base. Luckily I was only, I was probably like a quarter mile back to to the office at this point. So I just kind of. Isn't it funny how, like, when you go down like that, you're there's and it doesn't last long, but there's like a brief period of time where it's just like, I'm not getting off the ground. Like, no, oh, yeah, you you fall down, and part of it is part of it is actually like pain, and you're like, I'm in pain, like, I can't get up right now. And then the other part of it is like, there's a little bit of pride where it's like, if I stay here. 
and play it off like it's 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 worse than it is it, then definitely. then like then it it makes the fall worth it right and then you debate for maybe like two three seconds and then you're just like dude get up right but there's like a two second window there where it's just like stay down until the ambulance comes and gets you yeah and well i think that's the other thing too is like there's some part of it where when you're laying on the ground, but you, you don't have to acknowledge what happened until you get off the ground. So it's like part of you is like, if I just stay laying right here, I never have to acknowledge what just happened. So, yeah, that I was... Just, uh, I, could, I, I live here. I live on the ground now. This, yeah, is, this, yeah. is, this is my life now. I lay here. So that was, that was my adventure for the week. That was my, uh, you know, my, my big fun story for the week. But... Uh, so now when I lose to everybody at the Irish Clover this week, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm nursing an injury. So come on, be, be nice to me. Well, Mike, with all the craziness that's going on in our lives and in the world of the, the two crew and just the peak too early universe, there was some big stuff that happened in the running world that we're probably not going to give its proper due to, but we are going to cover. So why don't we go ahead and kick off the Ronnie News. So I think I think we need to start with uh, a guy we've talked a lot about over the last couple of months. And I, is there anybody in the running world that is on a hotter streak right now than Grant Fisher? He takes down the American record in the 10K. He does it kicking to the finish, looking like a bass. And listen, between, uh, you know, Poopgate with Bowerman and uh, the Olympics and his Wait, American I, record. Yeah, what's I up? You? I, I, I want to get into Grant Fisher. There's so much I need to talk about. But you just brought a Poopgate and it reminded me of something. And I uh, guess. Yes. Can I just say something? Because I wasn't please, on the Poopgate episode. Please. And I want to say something on Poopgate real quick. Um, to to the people commenting that all of this Poopgate talk is bad for the sport, um, I don't know what to tell you, right? Like, we are out here doing everything we can to make what most – the majority of the world – see as a uninteresting boring sport we are grasping at everything we can to make it exciting and fun and bring new eyeballs new bring new earballs to this sport and we get a story that's funny and a little bit fun and we're not allowed to talk about it are you kidding me if you don't think if if you don't want this podcast to talk about poop cave i don't know what to tell you like, this is like, this is the perfect peak too early story. And if we can't talk about Poopgate, if you don't want us talking about Poopgate, why are you listening to us? There is, there is much more boring podcasts to go listen to that's going to go talk about their split shorts and their running shoes and their splits and the times and all this bullshit. We're here to talk about stories like Poopgate. And if you don't like it, I don't know what to tell you. Steve, if there was a uh, NFL team that got kicked out of their practice facility because w- the players wouldn't stop pooping on the field, that would be a <laughs> hilarious story, and it would get talked about on 
all of the best sports podcasts. It would be or at least the podcast that I like to listen sure. to would talk it's about just, that. It, it, it's like the most ridiculous do, example. Do you, want of, us to sit around, do you just want us to sit around and analyze and break down all 22 football footage? No. You want to hear about the stories. You want to hear about the funny stuff. You want to hear about the interesting stuff. Guess what? This is interesting. It's funny. It's scandalous. All for like ridiculous reasons. We're going to friggin' talk about it. And so. uh, yeah, and it's like the most, there's a lot of examples of the gatekeeping of, of running, right? And it's like, you want to talk about what's bad for the sport is the nonstop gate. And it's like for this to be, this is just a very funny example of gatekeeping. It's like, we're going to get up in arms about this ridiculous, funny story. So yeah, I mean. And, and like, you know, people, people get on um, like hockey, hockey's a, hockey's a, a good example where n- like nobody, nobody wants people to come to their sport more than hockey fans. But as soon as you like say something wrong or do something wrong, where you're not a fan of hockey, the way that hockey fans want you to be a fan, they'll jump down your friggin' throat and running in a lot of ways. It's like worse than that because it's, nerdier than that and if you're not talking about just performance and you're and just how to get better and how to get faster then it's quote-unquote bad for the sport i'm sorry like i don't know what to tell you that's not what we do here and that's that's not what we're gonna that's not what how we're going to to talk about the sport you can't try to bring people in and then when people get a little interested about something funny Tell them that they can't be here and you're not allowed to talk about it. It doesn't 100%. work that way. Hundred percent. And we will get to we will get to another topic that I think you will uh, have so, a similar sorry, reaction because to. Because this is I didn't mean to cut you off. You brought up poop gate. I, no, I, 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 I had some I had some feelings about it this past week. I had to bring it up. I want to get back to Grant Fisher because this is the one of the best in you know I mean this Steve, is this you're, you're what's wrong with this sport here. I'm over here trying to talk about American records and Grant Fisher and really break down super shoes and stuff like that. And you're over here talking about poop gate. No. So what, where I was going with this is between all that, like you said, poop gate in the news and Grant the Olympics and the American record and being a viral sensation on Instagram and TikTok with this little armband dancey thing. I mean, this guy is gone meteoric rise from like a very boring runner in the sport to like i mean this dude is hot in the streets right now who is hotter in the streets right now than grant fisher nobody and um how like some of my eight some of my takes age very poorly how great is my take from like three weeks ago comparing comparing grant fisher to potentially having a better career than galen remember mike it was yeah, just it was, you and i on this very podcast yeah, like yeah. three weeks ago i said we were putting we were we say take it or leave it buy or sell you know grant fisher will have when it's all said and done a better career than than galen rupp and just two weeks later those odds have plummeted he is on the fast track to being one of if not the greatest American distance runner we have right now in like the 5k, 10k distance. So, I mean, Grant is Grant's what's next in the, for, for the United States. If he's, I mean, he's already here, but like, man, this guy, 
cannot be stopped right now. And now we did talk about it three weeks ago. There's a difference between kind of catching, catching it at the right time and riding the wave and being able to, um, to maintain it year over year over like an entire career. And like, listen, like if he comes and goes and has like the greatest wave of all time, he's still considered one of, if not the, you know, he's one of the the greatest American distance runners, but if he's able to make, keep this going for a, for a while, like there's no doubt in my mind, he'll be the greatest American distance runner of all time. Ah, I mean, Steve, haven't you heard? If Galen Rupp had super shoes and pace lights, he would body bag Grant Fisher. He'd probably Don't be dropping like 23-minute yeah, started tank. on the pace. <laughs> Mike, you brought up poop gate and pace lights in the same story. Like, <laughs> no. I, I, you know what? <laughs> I am so fed up with the running community in general. Yeah. Like, I am so – and I don't know if I'm just like – I'm more tuned to it because we're plugged into it because our, our social medias are – are are plugged into like nerdy running culture but between people hating on poop gate and people hating on pace lights like i just hate running fans right now i don't know what to tell you i'm 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 a puppeteer tonight just pushing all steve's buttons making sure supposed to be talking about grant fisher and i'm talking about poop gate jesus uh all right let's talk uh kipchoge wins tokyo in 202 he is a uh, major marathon wins away from the full major sweep. Um, I just want to get out ahead of this, Steve. My statement from last week on the podcast with Trent was if Kipchoge lost, he would be on cliff watch. He didn't lose. So before people come at me, before you come at me for you know trying to make any kind of hate or say anything, I said if he lost this race, which he didn't, so Cliff Watch is not on yet. Now, now Cliff Watch may be on at some point in the future, but at this point, I am officially saying that Cliff Watch is not on. It's not on. Okay, Max. Max no, Kellerman over here. I, I said, I said if he loses, which he did not. He didn't. He won. 202. It's the third fastest time ever run in the history of marathons that guy's the best he there's no cliff all yet. right all right no man. no cliff yet so cliff watch all you well, you know cliff watchers out there put away your binoculars for now there's nothing to see it's kipchoge put to rest any and all concerns about him him starting to fade away him starting to get towards the cliff him starting to get towards the end of his career he he put the hammer down. He shut everybody up. But if, you know, we're talking about last week's big take, but we're going to go back to a longstanding take on this podcast. Not my goat, right? Not nope. our goat. Not, nope. not the two crews goat. Until Kipchoge toes the line in Hoptington and crosses the line in Boston, he is not our goat. Kipchoge Get your ass to Boston. And I don't want to see, I don't want to see a Mayweather Pacquiao. We've said it before. We don't want to see Mayweather Pacquiao where he's there. We've, we've asked for it your entire career and we get it when you're past your prime. We want to see Kipchoge in Boston in his prime. Get your ass to Boston, Kipchoge. You know, that's 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 kind of where we stand as part of the two crew. I mean, you have to believe that he 
at this point being so close to the major sweep that he would want to close it out, right? Like he'd have to think that that's something that's on his radar. But like you said, so what's, all I know what's, is what's the two majors that are left? It's Boston. What else, Mike? Boston and New York. Okay, so I mean, I'm I'm probably gonna get people to jump down my throat here, but probably the two hardest majors to win. Oh, yeah, I mean, people are going to feel very strongly about about that statement. So why would you leave the two hearts to the, to the, to the end there? I, you know, I, I feel confident in that. I feel confident in that statement. I'm not going to – yeah, I'm going I'm I'm to say I, that confidently. You feel that way? I, I mean, this is maybe my bias is showing. But, I mean, there's a reason why Boston doesn't count towards the world record, right? I mean, that's just so a point fact. to point, point to point. That's but you, you could argue it's harder to, it, in, in some ways it's harder to win because it, because it, it has the downhill, it has the point to point, like it, it doesn't count towards the world record because on the right day, it can be faster. Doesn't mean it's harder to win. True. Like true. everybody has that same advantage out there. You could argue that it's, you could argue it's more difficult. I feel like, I feel like Boston people aren't going to be too upset. I, you, you think New York, you think people, yeah, may, yeah, may, yeah. I won't, I won't throw New York out there, but yeah, I'll say, I'll say Boston's one of, if not the hardest major to win. I and I, I, I will, I agree with you. I just think, I just think New York. Oh, they all get a decent. They all get, they all get a great uh, elite field. But I just think that New York pull, pulls a slightly bigger elite field than than sure. the other ones. Yeah. Well. All I know is Bikela is coming to Boston, allegedly. And, allegedly. Uh, Believe it when so I see it. When, when that happens, we'll be How Bikela awesome would it have been? Oh, God, Mike. How awesome would it have been for – I mean, this is something we haven't talked we, we We've talked about not my goat until you run Boston. We've talked about allegedly Bikela is coming to Boston. How amazing would it have been a Bikela Kipchoge showdown in Boston? I mean – That would have been the greatest – That would have been the greatest better. Like, marathon – pre-race like hype of all time 50 years from now we'd be doing a p2e classic on you know the 2022 boston marathon when the when the two goats threw down it was the the championship belt was was decided at boston so yeah we'd have to come up with like a nice we have to come up with like a cool like um rumble in the jungle nickname or something oh for, yeah yeah, yeah. thrill in manila like a i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna sit on that you know Mouth what we should do yeah, we should, we should start. We should start coming up with nicknames to get Kipchoge to Boston. So just start advertising it before it even yeah. happens. You know, like there's those there's those like terrible movies where you can tell that the studio just came up with the name of the movie yeah. and then wrote then wrote the movie around the name. What if we kind of apply the same philosophy to getting Kipchoge to Boston? We come up with the we come up with the name of like what we're going to call the race. And then he comes like, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know what I mean? It's gotta be some, something that rhymes. I don't know. Like, yeah. Heart, you see, if I try to brainstorm, if I, if I try to brainstorm this out loud, it's not gonna, it's not gonna come out good. I need to sit down and really put some brain power behind this. Uh, something. Yeah. There's something there. Something to do with boil stin or heartbreak boy. All right. Yeah. I can't think of anything that rhymes with, with either of those right now. All right, whatever. We'll, 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 but yeah, I got, I got a, 
Yeah, I'm gonna sound dumb if I start to brainstorm a lot. I gotta, I gotta put some, I gotta put some thought behind this. All right, last news story we have: Tyquan Thornton from Baylor is at the uh, combine, the NFL combine. Dropped a four decimal two one, the fastest forty run in NFL history. Uh, Steve, I basically just put this one on the um, agenda to give you the the big trio today i wanted to make sure i hit all the points that might set you off and just ask you you know uh how long until we put this guy on the track and and how soon after that will will the sport be ruined mike i'm gonna go in a different direction with this okay good uh, because yeah you know that you're gonna get me all worked up and i could probably go for (laughs) 30 minutes on that um i'm woke on this time say again I'm woke on this time. Uh, no, I heard you. I don't. I don't understand it though. I don't know what you mean by that. I think they might be speeding these times up a little bit. So, can I ask them? Did so, they so, just use? Did they just use a stopwatch on these? Uh, I think. I think they just use a stop. Like, why yeah, are we using the FAT? It's like, why, why are we using FAT like, timing here? They they call it like hand timed, right? Like that's what the yeah, they do. right, right. So that's why I'm woke on this because before he broke the combine record, the, the combine record was broke earlier in the day. I think somebody ran like a four, two, three, and then the combine, then they rebroke the combine record later that day. And then you look at like some of these times that these linemen are running, like, which don't get me wrong. Like the most impressive thing and the scariest thing that you can see at a combine is when you get these like, 300 pound guys running you know four eights four sevens like it is the most impressive thing in this i think it's more impressive than a four two one but you know you you see these times they're absolutely incredible and the nfl knows that there's all this like there's been a little bit of hype about how fast the nfl players are in comparison to track athletes i wouldn't be surprised if they're fudging these numbers a little bit to get some eyeballs on the combine because the combine like I feel like used to be a little bit bigger of a deal a couple years ago, but I think that maybe ratings are hurt in the past couple years. And so they're speeding up the stopwatch a little bit. I'm, I'm woke. I'm woke on these times. That, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that these guys aren't lightning fast and I wouldn't love to have them in a Patriots uniform and that they're, you know, they, they actually could compete on a track. Like, you know, like DK Metcalf, but in terms of breaking these times, I don't know if I believe it. I I, I think that's a, a a fair point, and I yeah, I mean, I I guess I never really. It it is. I'm I'm not 100 percent sure if this is a, a speculation, but I'm pretty sure it's all hand timed. So even if let's say your your theory is not correct which i i think there could be some weight behind it even with that how can how can we be doing hand what is the the conversion it's like 0.21 seconds something like that between the fat and and hand time at on track so it's like i think it's like 0.21 seconds so if you run a hand timed mile or something like that then i think they either add or subtract 0.21 seconds to convert it to the 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 fully automated timing i mean how like so there's clearly a dislike uh an imperfect 
measure to that. So how can, and when it's something that's 40, that that's quick, it could be very, it could be very easily manipulated. Yeah. It could be very easily manipulated and it's just, it's so insane. And I think, I would think I was listening to, uh, I think they were talking about it on uh, part of my take when they were talking about how the guy that does it is like 70 years old. Right. So, (laughs) I mean, Wait, like, is he really? He's 70 years yeah, old. Yeah, that's what they were talking oh, about. It's like, I, I don't know, man. I, I just, how can you, how can you trust when it's down to, when it's down to like hundreds of a second, how can you trust that? So, yeah, I'm seeing right here. This says, according to the Google, typically uh, the, the timing coach will stand at the 40 yard line, the stopwatch. Uh, start button uh, when the athlete crosses the 40 yard line the coach stops the time by pressing the same button okay they're t- teaching us how to use a stopwatch that's cool <laughs> uh, they decide okay yeah that literally that description just is maybe faster yeah I, I i think i think it's hand time which is stupid and ridiculous and very easily manipulated steve if you wanted to put your tinfoil hat on like you are so Oh, it's, it's been on like, that's why, you know, I, I saw the first, I, I saw the first, um, I was on Twitter and I saw that the first guy broke the combat record. I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. And then like an hour later it got rebroken. I was like, this is BS. Like I guarantee you they're manipulating this thing to get some eyeballs on this. Maybe they're wearing super shoes. Oh, Mike, you want to open up a different conversation? Yeah. Yeah, these these shoes that that you know these guys are wearing today are the same aren't the same shoes that they were wearing when you know uh, uh, Walter Payton was running the uh, running the running dude, the forty. If you Walter know? Payton was in these shoes, he'd be doing a three four forty. Yeah, yeah, you know Barry Sanders, he you know he 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 wasn't wearing these wasn't wearing these spikes. That's right. So. All right, that is all I got for the news. All right, Mike. Well, before we hit the bell app, baseball's back. Baseball's back. Baseball's back. Thank God. We told MLB to get their shit together. They got their shit together. Yeah, we threatened them by saying, me and Trent said last week, that maybe they were more self-destructing than track. And they heard that, and they are like, whoa, whoa. (laughs) People have said a lot of bad things about us over the last couple weeks, but that, that was mean. And they got their shit together. <laughs> we can't. We can't be. We can't be worse. That as a as a governing body that doesn't care about making money and yeah, diehard right. fans that yell <laughs> at you if you try to have any fun with the sport. We can't be that bad. Let's uh, let's get it together. <laughs> yeah. So the we I, I I I'll be the first to say it. we fixed baseball. We saved baseball. So credit to credit to be too early. We saved baseball. All right, Mike. Let's kick off the bell app. What do you got, people on the bell? So, you know, with the chaos of this weekend and Pete is going to have a nice weekend, we're going to do the, the hour score five miler. Uh, but I'm hoping to make sure I squeeze in some time to catch the uh, indoor NCAAs coming up. Um, you know, I feel like between the busy schedules, been a little disconnected, but I'm ready to watch some races and I'm ready to come back in the next couple of weeks and uh, kind of get into the, the, the nitty gritty of NCAA in, indoors. So yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, I'm 
I'm just looking forward to having a fun weekend. Um, I think I mentioned that we got a little nor'easter rolling in for Saturday's race. And I, I told a couple people tonight that if the weather is bad enough for the start, I'm going to abandon my race director duties. And I'm going to run because like, I, I want, I want, if it's a wintry mix, the wind's blowing, it is miserable out there. I'm ditching my race director hat. I'm putting on my singlet and I'm running because that that's my weather. So if you're tough enough, if you think you're tough enough, we'll see you out there competing for the championship. We're not going to give the championship belt to just anybody. You got to earn that championship belt. Okay. And no matter what, we're going to have a beer. You know, I'm on a, I'm on a, it's March. So I'm, you know, I'm on a, a, a hardcore Guinness kick right now. Just like just so much Guinness mixing a, mixing a Miller light in between to stay hydrated, but we'll have a Guinness afterwards with some Irish music, maybe end up at a dive bar. Maybe the jet, maybe we'll end up at the general saloon Saturday. And who knows we'll, we'll let the night take us wherever we're going to go. But uh, if you're in the area, Come on out. It's going to be better than that. Other than that, Mike, I'm run faster, but I think it's too early. Mike, hit me with the Josie. Josie's on a vacation far away. Come around and talk it over. So many things that I want to say. Oh, I like my girls a little bit old. I just want to use your love Shoulder to cry upon. I just wanna use your. 